G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. And who is the Word of God? Christ. And again, we, we see this perfectly laid out and presented in the story of Ruth, which to this day the Jews will celebrate with great rejoicing. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. The Feast of Shavuot, or Pentecost, is a celebration of the giving of the law of God. It's a very significant feast, and we mentioned in the last program, just towards the end, about the fact that the book of Ruth is read during the feast, and Jews don't necessarily understand the the full significance of that, but it's very significant in relation to this uh, important feast of Pentecost. Absolutely. You know, I think I've mentioned this before, but I think one of my favorite scriptures is in the book of Mark, I think it's around chapter 5-ish, around 30-something verse. (laughs) Um, But it's where Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and he says, You search the scriptures because you believe that in them you have eternal life, but they are these that testify of me. So what scriptures were they always studying? Well, the Old Covenant scriptures. that's right. So if all of the Old Covenant scriptures are pointing to Jesus, then even the book of Ruth Mm -hmm. is pointing to Jesus. So... They read the book of Ruth during the Feast of Shavuot because they think, well, it's agricultural. But the story is remarkable and it's perfectly aligned with the Feast of Shavuot because the Feast of Shavuot is about these wave offering after seven weeks after the deliverance and the liberation of the people from slavery and now you've got these two loaves of bread with leaven in them, which we know represents sin or the Gentile world, now being brought in the Jew and the Gentile together presented before the Lord. Mm. This is opening up the gateway that God had promised. We mentioned also about Jeremiah 31, and it's verses 31 to 34 that talk about when God says, I'm going to bring a new covenant to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. So it's talking about this new covenant for the Jew people and how it's going to be on their heart and how they will now serve and obey and love God from the innermost being rather than simply out of duty to perform rules and rituals. Mm. It was going to be a living, breathing thing with inside of them. And the amazing thing about the story of Ruth is that she was a Gentile pagan woman who married a Jewish man and then became a widow along with her mother-in-law. And her mother representing Israel, she says, I'm going to go where you go. I'm going to believe your God. I'm going to live with you. I'm committing myself to you. She converted. Mm. She was accepted into the household of faith in Israel. And there she was redeemed by Boaz. Yeah the kinsman redeemer who married her. So she's this Gentile bride marrying a Jewish groom, accepting the God of Israel as her own, which is remarkable. When you look at the Feast of Pentecost that we call it, we look at how the Jews all met together in Jerusalem waiting 
for the promise that God would send, the promise of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And they're all there waiting. And then we read in Acts chapter 2 about how, uh, again, after Passover, after Feast of Unleavened Bread, after First Fruits, now they're waiting because they always celebrated the law, the giving of the law, the word of God. Who is the word of God? Jesus Christ is the word of God. He is the bread come down out of heaven. We're talking mm. about this bread that nourishes and feeds. It's a feast that celebrates agriculture of God's provision, this giving of the law, this food, this nourishment that is going to sustain life. You just see, you see so many types and symbolic, so mm. much symbology in all of this. It's just remarkable. And again, you mentioned in the previous program that Pentecost simply means fifty days, which is this counting. They call that the counting of the Omer, uh, where they count this fifty days, and they have various celebrations all the way through. The Jewish mm. people do to celebrate this fifty days leading up to this great revelation when the Word of God, the Torah, was revealed to the people that. That brought them life. That brought them um, the the standards, the statutes of God that were going to literally give them the capacity to live and prosper mm. and be blessed and nourished. Now, again, don't be confused. The old covenant is Jewish. The new covenant was not Gentile. The new covenant was Jewish. It's just that it was this opportunity to open up, which was God's promise all along, that it, that the Jewish people was to be a light to the Gentiles. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's even a promise that God gave to Abraham, wasn't he? That uh, yes, through yes. Abraham, the whole world would be blessed. Precisely. So how was he going to reach out to, this, to the whole world? Yes, the word of God. Yes, the Jewish people. Yes, the word of the prophets. But the Messiah mm. and the promise that this this richness, this life, this law, this word – Christ made flesh, mm. was going to be given and that was going to open up the doorway to the Gentile world. Unfortunately, we've kind of gone to another extreme in that we've kind of thought, well, the gospel is all for the Gentile people and uh, we kind of look a little disparagingly at the Jewish people as though they don't have a shoe in anymore. Yeah. It's, it's not that way. That's where Paul... In Ephesians two fourteen and 18, where he talks about the two being made as to one new man. And that's what the, the Feast of Pentecost, the Feast of Shavuot is about. The, it's the giving of the law. It's the, the giving of the spirit, the giving of the word of God that brings life and sustenance so that both Jew and Gentile, that were the ones who were far off and the ones who were close can be brought together as one new man. Ephesians two fourteen to 18, it says, For he himself is our peace, who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall by abolishing in his flesh the enmity, which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so that in himself he might make two into one new man thus establishing peace and might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross by it having put to death the enmity. And he came and he preached peace to you who were far away, that's the Gentiles, and peace to those who were near, that's the Jews, mm. for through him we both have our access in one spirit to the Father. That's the picture of the Feast of Pentecost. These two being presented to God, okay, in all their, you know, let's say all their sinfulness, bringing them both together, presenting them to God. And what is the deliverance mechanism? What is the righteousness? What is the source of nourishment and food? It's the word of God, the law. And who is the word of God? Christ. Mm. And again, we, we see this perfectly laid out and presented 
in the story of Ruth, which to this day the Jews will celebrate with great rejoicing. You know, and, and, and again, there are four species that they weave together, these plants. There's um, wheat, there's barley, and there's like a fruit that kind of looks like a lemon but not quite a lemon. Okay. And they weave these together and they will present these and wave these. And it's actually quite spectacular to watch when they're all the men with their prayer shawls on and they're standing before the Western Wall. They themselves actually don't even realize most of the significance. They've got a lot of it because mm. they recognize the word of God. They're recognizing Ruth, even if they're not quite sure why Ruth. <laughs> um, and they're honoring the word of God, which is sacred and holy and, and, and wonderful, and it's the source of our life. But there's so much that they don't get because of this blind spot that they've got for Messiah. Mm. I mean, even the fact that Ruth... Because of her marriage to Boaz, she became part, part of the, the lineage of Christ. I mean, she was one of the you know, great grandmothers in there of, uh, of, of Jesus and you know, David as well. Precisely, yeah. She was the uh, – Ruth and Boaz were the great-great-grandparents of King David, who, of course, we know from uh, his lineage that we get our Messiah from. And mm. actually, uh, it's quite amazing that you've got Ruth and Moabite. So that was like out of all the nations of the world, they were said they were forbidden from marrying mm. a Moabite. Um, but when you look in Christ's lineage, you've got um, Ruth the Moabitess. You've also got Rahab the harlot. That's right. Yeah. You know, um, which kind of, again, I think is this picture of this inclusion of the Gentile world into the Commonwealth of Israel when we come and say, your God is going to be my God. Your word is going to be my word and your people are going to be my people. doesn't mean we have to become ethnic Jews, but we are like this grafting yeah, in exactly. into the commonwealth of Israel. Some fascinating insights over the last couple of days. And as we always say, there is more in the notes than what you can hear on this program. So have a look at those at vision.org.au slash foundations. Next time, more as we continue to understand some of the foundations of the Jewish faith and how it applies to our lives. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 